Peace, peace, everyone. So, it's good. Where's everybody? How is everybody? I hope that you don't feel overwhelmed. We need you to be strong. Um, I'm going live with Taylor in a minute. And uh, we're going to talk, as always, have a little open talk, a.k.a. God talk. Wait, I should, I should put that God talk in. Um, you can ask your questions. We're going to answer them and we're going to we're going to talk about various different um, topics. So how is everybody? Where are you from? Aaron, shout out to you. Um, Cousin, <laughs> big up, big up. So how is everybody? Where are you from? Uh, what you're doing? What's your form of protest? How are you dealing with the protest? Um, Daniel, what's up? And uh, yeah, let, let me know. Let me know. I'm waiting on Taylor. 887. What's your real name? You're one of the real ones. Always life when we're alive. Shout out to you. 700 rang. <laughs> Fast fam in the building. Um, yeah, so Wendy. Nice to meet you, Wendy. Now I have a name. Um, God talk. There we go. So yeah. Let me know how you feel. How are you? Where are you from? I'm asking all the same questions. Where the heck is Taylor? Uh, Taylor. Oh, you're going to do the next fast fam? Alright, say no more. I'm going to invite you. Alright, give me five. Oh, wait. Taylor needs five minutes. Alright, people. Taylor needs five more minutes. So, we have a chance to chat. Um, you can ask me personal questions uh, until we... Uh, until we start, and maybe fasting-related questions first, because these are the questions that I don't like to cover with other people because they're always directed at me. So make sure that you use the question box. Jihad, peace. How is everyone? Hamda, thank you for your donation. And by the way, um, the donation just went through. I pay. We pay. Like we collected. 400 euros, 400 euros with, um, I think 25, 25 people to my friend, to my friend, um, whose name I don't say, but, um, I'm, I'm super thankful and humble by your donations. Like, like, I don't know what to say. My friend was so, 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 so happy. That money is enough to feed his family for, I don't know, six to eight weeks? Easily. Easily. Okay, maybe pay even some rent. So, I'm very, I'm very honored that I know people who've, whose heart are so big, who trust me enough to handle the situation. Um, you know, the money transfer 
was a little bit of different difficult because uh you know where he lives we uh you know he does not have bank banking the way we know it so that was a little issue but um thanks to western union uh we were able to we were able to exactly charity doesn't decrease wealth um we were able to transfer the money and um i am telling you this is one of the happiest i've ever seen someone um that's the happiest that i've ever ever be uh ever ever see someone and you know when when you do things for other people then you just you know you just see how much value you created right we always speak about creating content creating businesses and stuff but ultimately it's about helping the people and if you don't help the people then you're not really um you know doing the right thing wait i have a question so shout out to everybody before i answer that question shout out to everybody um who's donated i always start the fasting thing with great discipline but then just mess up everything up so how can i keep going um you know what that's actually a good question just be part of my fast fam because first you need to prepare properly right second you need to have a um, a person who's able to guide you through the fast, a very experienced per a person when it comes to fasting. And then when you fast in a family, uh, you have a support system. And usually when you start fasting, you don't have a support system because many people will say that you're going crazy for not eating for a certain amount of time. So having a support system is therefore one of the most important things. And I believe that when you see that in the fast fam, the, the, like the preparation is important, right? It's, it's um, physically important, so you don't harm your body. You have a nice and smooth transition into the fast. But the real value from the fast fam is the people that you fast with, right? Because in times when you feel bad or where you don't or you, where you lack discipline and willpower, the fast will come through. Your support system will come through in making you be on the path, right? So before you start fasting make sure that you have enough information about the preparation make sure that you feel confident enough to go for the aimed um and the targeted amount of time and then have some kind of support system right and if you don't find that anywhere privately then hit me up i'll send you the D, uh, the information about the fast fam so i already see that taylor is online um there we go there we go what peace, up, what peace. Up? peace peace what's up man how are you doing you good yeah i'm good is my how's the screen looking is it like all pixelated or is it clear? uh no i saw i saw what happened with uh with jack yeah i didn't have my wi-fi on i didn't notice till afterwards <laughs> It was like it was like a um how you call it a Minecraft interview. That's how it yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, like nineteen ninety computer computer. Oh, you know, yo, that was that was pre Bill Gates era. I'm telling you. <laughs> so how you how you how you doing? Like how's the situation where you are? Is like obviously you're living in the United States. Yeah. How is how is stuff like? Um, I mean St. Louis isn't necessarily uh such a hotbed with okay, it like some true. of the other cities because they kind of 
St. Louis kind of went through that with the whole uh, the Mike Brown incident and things like that. Yeah. So St. Louis kind of St. Louis had its role doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I mean, there's still like some protests and things like that. Not so much on like the um, the rioting and the looting or whatnot, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know that conspiring and things like that. Um, but I mean, for the most part, you know, people are on edge. You know, everybody's talking about it, but it hasn't gotten. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like you see it on social media per se, you know what I mean? But if we were in, you know, uh, L.A. and Chicago and, uh, you know, some of the bigger New Yorks and things like that, that's where a lot of those videos and things like that are coming from. Yo, like from what I see. I know it seems like the whole country's burning down. <laughs> absolute madness. Like it's obviously it's the uh, it's the big cities, right? Um, but that's literally out of any movie, any movie, pick, pick a movie. And these are the pictures that I see. Yeah. Right. Uh, when like, for example, um, I read something that the alt-right uses the term, the purge for these riots and looting right now. Right. And mm -hmm. that's literally what comes to your mind when you see that, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, that's crazy. But we, like, I know that you know uh, that this rioting and this radical and aggressive protest um, <laughs> is not coming from the actual protesters who protest the death of George Floyd or systematic racism or white supremacy. But, you know, I don't know or, if you get booted. I don't, no. know if you get, I don't know. I don't know if you get booted um, if we say certain things. So we need to, we need to try it. Um, Ordo Abkeo. <laughs> Ordo Abkeo. Um, that's, um, that's a Latin oh, word that's thrown, or, thrown out a lot throughout, like, the, uh, the cult and, uh, you know, what yeah. people refer to as, like, the deep state and stuff. Yeah. And that's essentially, it translates to uh, order through chaos. So yeah. it's sort of a, um, it's, like, it's a Hegelian dialectic tactic to whereas you have a end agenda type uh, situation that you want, but you know you can't just throw it because even the what we would call like the most or whatever would know if you just kind of push if you force it upon them. But mm. through through chaos, through problem reaction solution, you can falsely create a situation. Then be like, hey, I got it. I got it. So I got a solution for you. Well, that was the solution that you wanted the whole time to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you just see this. I mean, it was one thing. Um, it was probably a little less prevalent, like with the whole um, with the Mike Brown situation in Ferguson, um, mm -hmm. because I think I think it did. There was a true like real grassroots movement that did start with Black Lives Matter. And then it, and then later on, it got infiltrated. But like with this, I mean, it seems like from the from day one, it's just like that because you didn't have the you didn't have so many of the videos with like the whole Ferguson incident of. I mean, people with ear earplugs in, uh, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like piles of bricks everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Non, non melanated people, uh, you know, writing BLM all over everything and tagging police cars. Like you didn't really have that then, but like here it's like every city is just like so perfectly organized and orchestrated. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, man, what is going on? I mean, I posted that video the other day. It was, it was a police truck. <laughs> it was a police truck in the alley unloading a pallet of bricks. Like, <laughs> what so is going on? You mean you mean the one in Boston, right? 
Yeah, it was like that black truck in the alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they uncovered the top of the bed, and it was just a pallet of bricks. They were just dropping. It's like, bro, what is, what is this world doing right now? That is too orchestra, orchestra. And, it, and, like, it's as if, like, as if COVID wasn't creating chaos enough. Right? Mm-hmm. You need to go to the next stage. I, I just read a meme um, or saw a meme where it was, like, um... COVID did not cause a, 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 uh, a did not cause chaos. Um, the race war actually united people, so we got to release the aliens right now. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever and that, happens. Yeah, that's how it worked, man. Evil sows its own seed of destruction. It's like everything it does, it creates its own downfall. No matter, you know what I mean? Because it's such an inverted energy structure. So. Everything it does, it ends up destroying itself, and it has to go to the next thing. It's you know, it's like a parasite. A parasite eventually kills its host, then it has mm. to move on to the next and the next and the next. Like that's kind of what this system is kind of set up in the same exact way. That's true. That's true. Like it's as if they they try everything to establish the police state, right? To make mm. these uh, totalitarian uh, Orwellian laws mandatory. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, that's the vibe that I get. And that's, you know, the conclusion of all my observations. But we're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> yeah, man. Who got in here? But, so we got Ben in here. What's up, Ben? We got Demi in here. That's the homegirl, Demi. What's up? <laughs> Already see the right people in here. I, I miss, I still miss Vintage Hype USA. Where is he at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit him up. He dropped some truth today in this story. I'm going to hit him up. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I need to follow that guy, too. Vintage Hype USA, the original GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Shout in, I'm in the ST, uh, ATRM. I'm in the STL area. I'm not in... Uh, I'm across the river, though, on the Illinois side. But I'm like, mm. I'm like 10, 15 minutes from downtown, though. No, that's true. That's true. All right. Do you have any topics you want to you discuss today? Or anything that's on your mind. I didn't even get. I didn't even get the books out, man. I just. I figured we were just gonna flow into all different types of areas. So yeah, let's just do it. let's do it. It's all needed. Right, so, like these these talks are needed. They're kind of like a uh, like valve releases. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you gotta kind of get with the family and have a circle talk to just kind of get everything out there and not let it eat you up. True. 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 And somebody's asking the classic questions because you're always drinking when we have a live. What's in that? What's in that jar? That's Demi. If you're in the STL area, hit Demi up because she makes some bomb. I mean, raw, raw snacks, um, different, um, you know, different herbs and infusions nice. and things like that. Hit her up. But this is um, frozen burrows, soaked dates. Uh, a little moringa, a little cacao, some hemp seeds, and uh, some fresh Powerful mint. So Powerful it's like a chocolate stuff. chocolate mint because we have a huge mint uh, plant over here that just grows and grows. So I try to put some mint in my smoothies during the summer. Good, good, good. Mint is super, super beneficial. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it um, cools you down instantly. Um, actually, like for for example, when you go into Morocco, very dry, dry land, and what they drink all day is is minty because it's so refreshing although the water mm. is hot the mm. mint cools you down so mint is always a good idea mm-hmm. um now i get organic kelly demi i get it now 
<laughs> so we have some questions. Um, let's start with this one because we just talked about this. Peace family. Shout out to you, Trey. How do I, how do I use my Moringa in my diet? How do you use Moringa in your diet? Just in smoothies? Uh, I use it in smoothies, but sometimes I also just sprinkle it on salads, though. Mm. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a good way to, like, take your salad. I mean, to a, a salad is already great. You know, you got the raw greens and the raw vegetable fruits, yeah. but you can sprinkle some super food, you know, with, like, some hip seed or something, and you really, like, level up your salad to a whole new level. But, yeah, mm. generally salads and smoothies are generally how I use Moringa. So I, I personally, like, because I use Moringa so much, um, I found, like, different ways to use Moringa. So first, you can use the dried herb um, and sprinkle it on salads. You can drink it just like that without heating it up, so without making a tea. And that kind of has a, um, let's say, not laxative, but it has a digestion-stimulating digestion effect, right? Because it's still rich in fiber. Uh, it's activated fiber because it's not cooked. It's just sun-dried. So your gut bacteria can actually use that fiber to, you know, to produce proper bowel. Now, what I also like to do is to put it in stews, to cook with it and make teas out of it. First, it gives amazing taste to the stew because it has this, you know, Moringa has this very unique flavor. It's almost like mm -hmm. it's a sweet tea, but then you can also make it savory. If that makes sense? Yeah. So um, that's why I like, like to cook it or make teas out of it. Um, but that obviously takes away the digestive uh, benefits of the Moringa, but more so concentrates the, you know, antioxidants, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's how I use it. And definitely check out Moringa. Like, if you're not using Moringa, you're missing out. They're one of the most beneficial plants on the Earth, planet Earth. Mm -hmm. One of, like, the oldest medicinal, like, in record. Is it? I'm yeah, I think they have like rec yeah, they have records like four or five thousand years back kind of dating uh talking about moringa and its healing powers. Oh nice. I use it in omelets. I hope that's a vegan omelet. <laughs> 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 All right. Um we have two spiritual questions. So do you wanna start with a book recommendation or do you wanna get into the deep topic first and then go into the book recommendation? Uh, let's do book. Hold on. Let, let's do book. Let me grab this lighter real quick, though. All right. All right. So the question is, um, book recommendations on spiritual path. Um, book recommendations. All right. What you got? Book recommendations on the spiritual path. Like, what would you, what would you start? Mm. Or what would you recommend people in different stages? Let's say two stages. You're a beginner. You have no idea what spirituality is. What book do you mm -hmm. read? And then you know some kind of a little bit, like a little bit about spirituality and you're already on the journey. What do you read? I think these are two great categories. Mm, it's difficult, as a, as a As a disclaimer, I would approach books in the same way I would approach uh, supplementation when it comes to health like use that analogy in that your foundation is you your foundation is your connection with self with nature with the universe your meditation your breath work just going out to nature and just sitting and just observing the like that's the foundation and then the books just help from there but there's no there's no book out there that's just going to make you spiritual like the, it only mm. supplements 
it only supplements where you're at. That's why you can take, look at the Bible. That's why you can take someone who hasn't gone through those stages and they read the Bible and it's a total mental lockdown. You take somebody else who has gone through the stages of self, they read the Bible and it's a freeing opening book of self. The book just reflected where they were personally in their vibration. So mm. it has it has to start with you first because, um, you know, message and messenger vibrate at the same frequency. Like if you aren't there yet, it's just going to be words. It's going to sound like more kind of religious dogma. But then because you, you, you even ourselves kind of notice that, like we'll have a book. We may have read it a few years back. Uh, you know, we go through our growth cycle, we come back to it, and it's like an entirely new book. It's, it's, the book didn't change, obviously, but our perception and our ability to understand and understand the allegory changed. So mm. that's that's kind of my prereq is get the foundation right first, and that's with you. And then from there, so you're saying like one of the best like beginner books or some mm -hmm. of the best beginner books. Man, I, I get I have people hit me up all the time and say, don't they tell me not to recommend what I'm recommending when it's just my opinion. So I don't even know why people tell me that, but <laughs> I still say The Cabalion. Like, I say The Cabalion is one yeah. of those few books at any level, like literally yeah. any single – you could be a beginner, intermediate. You could be an adept decades into the game. The Cabalion is kind of like sort of like a Bible-type thing where it has the ability to be – the Cabalion doesn't, but – it has ability to unfold itself as you progress through your stages. Mm -hmm. So the Kabayan is definitely one. Um, if you kind of want, if you kind of want to go more into like the nature of the universe type. Where you, you can you can still hear me, right? Okay, wait. Um, somebody got kicked out. And it was not me. <laughs> Alright, we wait until Taylor comes back. So in the meantime, I can um give you my answers because Fundamentally, this is right, but sometimes it can get difficult to tune in into the meditation, into understanding that you're on your own path if you're coming from a point of indoctrinated ignorance, okay? And sometimes it's a book that opens your eyes to be more um, observant and to be more conscious about the journey that you're on. And books are definitely great ways to open your eyes, but it's not limited to to books you can you can have a meaningful conversation you can have a you can watch a meaningful movie that can inspire you to be more observant and conscious about your life so that is absolutely um dependent on your person but when it comes to a book i would definitely agree that some kind of law natural and god law is necessary for you to have a framework to work with and the cabalion in one way or the other, or the other, is definitely um, the most comprehensive because it's just seven laws which are ultimately um, derived from ancient African spirituality. And or first, there is no African spirituality; there are different African spiritualities, but um, it's based upon the roots of all spiritual work. Let's call it like that. 
Um, and therefore, the Capalgian is definitely one of my recommendations. Um, I recently made a story about Wayne Chandler's book called The Ancient Future. This one. Why this one? Because not only has all seven uh, hermetic laws in it, but it also goes into, into history. So if you're interested into um, understanding these godly natural laws and simultaneously enriching your history and your understanding of history, how it really went down, not the whitewashed European version, you should definitely get this book. Right, it's not difficult to read because it's written by a person whose native language is English, and sometimes you know the translations are difficult reads. And it's very contemporary. I think it's written in the nineties, I think ninety nine. Um, so that's definitely a book I would recommend everyone in the beginning. Um, and then, as you progress, as you progress, I would recommend you. Um, where is it? Mm. Huh. That's interesting. One second. Okay. I would recommend you. Oh, wait. I have another idea. Um. There you go. Um, the name of the book is called Ancient Future by Wayne Chandler. Wait, I'm gonna, you can screenshot it now. Exactly. And then obviously there are books like The Alchemist um, or The Prophet by Kelo Gibran. But, ah, there is it. Now, this is another book that I really like. It's called Ancient African Teachings and the Ways of Relationship. Um, because we're living in a very patriarchal um, society where men are extremely dominant, this book gives you a great balance and different perspective on how maternal societies and maternal sexuality is based on. So that's a great book to read as well. And then a little heavier stuff for all the people who are interested into the comedic principles. Where is it? Um, it's called Spirituality Over Religion by Dr. Kwame, but I cannot find it. I cannot find it. Spirit, spirituality. Let me check my orders. Um, where is it? So it's called Spirituality Before Religion by Dr. Khomeini. There we go. This one. All right. There we go. 
<clears throat> what happened? Your battery died? No, the battery's good. Heat. Oh, shit. Now, that's something that's not cool. I hate, I really don't spend much time at all inside uh, during mm. like the spring and summertime. I'm always like outside on the porch. So sometimes my phone gets overheated. Even when I'm in the shade, it's just, it's an old phone. I don't have the new stuff. What phone do you have? Uh, I got seven. <laughs> nice. I mean, you don't have to buy. I I got an eight, so I only got that because my six broke down. I would still have my six. See, see, that's the the like. Obviously, it's good to have a phone, but you don't have to have the newest phone all the time. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so I just finished my perspective on the books. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to add something on what you said? Um, some of the most power, powerful ones to me off top would probably be like, like I said, the Kabayan. Mm. Um, the Dao De Jing was a really big one for me. Mm, um, I mean, if you want to kind of go a little more mainstream, I guess, you know, you have like the Alchemist. Uh, mm. You have the uh, Prophet, you know what I mean? Mm. Not mainstream in a bad way. They're just uh, really well known. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Those are some of the best ones. And I mean, but yeah, like I said, um, I would really, I would really go more toward, like if I could like looking in retrospect, it would be more introspection first and then kind of letting my intuition guide me in the mm. direction. But, uh, you know, what resonates best with me, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But the question is like, would you be able with, without the knowledge that you have right now to, give you that motivation to go the internal route before like yeah. for me for me it was yeah. like i always i always was intuitive but just after being more conscious about what i consumed uh intellectually that made me more conscious spiritually if that makes sense mm -hmm. right so i needed i needed that push from the books because that was my only way of inspiration to go that route Right, um, because nobody, I would in my, say... nobody, sorry, nobody in my environment was really pushing that way. Mm -hmm. So having the books or other people on social media, of course, that was my inspiration to go inwards first. Hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see like the in, the initial like motivation and mm. just like the, the like that foundational knowledge base that the books give you. Uh, one thing I always think about is that uh, to kind of counter that is like. <clears throat> so, so before the first book where did that person get their information from you know what i'm saying because you say oh you got to go to the books you got to go to the books but then it's kind of like with school like so the people who created school what school did they go to you know what i'm saying like obviously they tapped into a different level so before there was a book there was still a source of knowledge and when you read all these books at the end of the book that's what they all say is you go through you can read thousands and thousands of pages and at the end it's Go sure. within self. You know what For I mean? Sure. So that's yeah. kind of like the, the expedited version of it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a uh, balance, though. It's not just mastering meditation and then not having any of the foundational knowledge. It's not being, you know, a brainiac with the knowledge, but not being able to go into self. It's like it's, it's finding that balance of what works best for you at that moment. True, true. And by the way, I shaved because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not even know that there was a Gillette. Uh, emoji to be honest like a shaving emoji now i know <laughs> all right 
We got two loaded questions. So number one, well, this came later, but it just fits. Um, how to deal with ignorant family members or family who are not willing <laughs> to understand you on your spiritual path? Well, that's a very, very loaded question. A very loaded question. What's your take on that? Um, I mean, I think that's probably something that every person on their spiritual path have had to, you know, encounter. Um, you know, I yeah. definitely had to encounter it. Uh, my wife, death, he, her even more so had to encounter it. But I mean, you hear, you hear it from all of them. Um, you just have to like realize that like everybody's on their unique path and everybody that you come across is not only on their path, but they serve a unique path to help mm. you on yours as well. You know what I'm saying? Like our family serve the family structure path like that's what we need them for we don't need them to necessarily be um our biggest advocates when it comes to like our lifestyles or maybe like our business ventures all these like they will always see you as baby emory that i used to babysit and change a diaper like you can't expect that person to be like to sit down and listen to you talk about these really high, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, just, just just understand that, just respect that and know that like your service is out, is to yourself and out to the world and those who are attracted to your resonance, not necessarily, you know what I mean? Like wherever your families, especially older family members, like they served their role. Pass that energy along, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like, um, because they're so much different than the, uh, their generation before them. And they looked at them the same way, like, oh, my parents are so old school and thing. And then we got the parents and we're like, oh. and when we have kids, there's going to be some rifts between us too, just because we came up in a different generation socially. We yeah. came up in a different celestial body realm. Like our numbers, were, everything was different. So we're, our generations kind of, we have to be able to pass that on and pass it on um, as delicate as we can, you know what I mean? Like your job is yourself and to project that out into the world and those who resonate with it will come to you. It's not a, you're not a missionary. You don't come to the holiday dinner table and force your uncle and cousin to like, they're your family. Mm -hmm. Just keep it there and mm -hmm. then go out to the world and do your service. I fully agree on that, especially in the last part, stop preaching, right? There's this very famous saying, and I really love that, and the, that resonates with me, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And until then, you don't even have to invest energy because it's not an investment. It's just you don't have to waste energy. Sorry, because mm -hmm. you have no return out of, you know, paying attention to something, uh, giving out energy to this topic because the other person is not ready to receive. And you have to accept that without judgment. Not everybody is has the same will as you do because you are ignorant to a certain point until you had that one moment, maybe. Um, where your eyes were open and then you started to question things and then you went through this spiritual enlightening uh, and awakening process. And just mm. because another person has not found that moment in their life yet doesn't mean that they have to find it because you found it, right? Never oppress something onto somebody else. And that's actually, that's actually the problem we're in right now. We have oppressive systems because somebody thought that they're so right that they have to... They have to uh, put their idea on top of everybody else, which is stupid. You need, to, you need to decide with your free will to do something, and then it will stick. So just be patient. 
um, don't expect that they will uh, open up, that they will awaken. Just live your life the way that you want to live and um, don't compromise your being for the sake of your family, uh, what's it, what's it, for your family happiness or peace. Just be, be yourself. And then after, you know, going through some fights or after fighting with somebody, you will come together if your family truly loves you. And um, if you're not in a position or if you're isolated from your family right now, just trust the process. There will come the day where everybody is coming together because they understand that this spiritual, spiritual journey has so much more benefits than this old school patriarchal religious model that we are living. Mm -hmm. And, and realize, the, um, realize the interconnectedness of the family structure. And, um, and what I mean by oh, that yeah. is that everybody serves their own purpose within the family. Like if you're the only one within 20, 30, 40 people, your family that, you know, is hip to a lot of these things, then that's your role in the same mm. way that the, the, the pancreas of the body plays its role yeah. in the larger system and no other thing in the body does what the pancreas does. Just embrace the role as you're the spiritual one. You know, that's, you're the mystic of the family. True. Like, True. You, don't, you don't go and try to colonize and be a missionary and get everyone to believe what you believe. That's just your role. Do your role and they'll do their role. And then as a family body, that's how you, you, know, you operate and you, you know, move throughout this experience. True, true, true. Uh -huh. it's, it's just like it's not a struggle but it's a definitely a very very uh relevant topic to bring up because um mm -hmm. you know particularly if you if you grew up very religious yeah um that's a big problem that's really I mean, a big problem look at the indigenous societies not everybody was a shaman there was one or two shamans true, that lived on the true, outskirts right, right. the other people did their role they did the business role they did all these other roles and yeah. then you had that one or two a uh, man or woman on the outskirts of society and they played the role as the shaman. So if you use that correspondence in your family, that may just be you. You true. know what I'm saying? True, true. That's right. That's right. And that's why, like, that's the energy that I get from the people who watch this. That most, like, most people that are watching this right now are the shamans of their family because they need that, that energy exchange. And particularly the people who keep up coming back. Like, we're all... Uh, vibrating on the same frequency in my opinion because you you and i so we we are on this very same journey so um shout out to everybody who's the shaman of their family who's the mystic and um who tries to you know heal everybody with what they can all right now the second loaded question if there is a higher power god what created that and what created that, etc. <laughs> you kicked that one off. I want to kind of see where you go with it. Um, okay, wait. Let me bring this back. So first of all, for me, there is no if. Okay? So there is definitely a higher power, God, universe, name it. But I believe that you have to forget this frame of time-space. So just because we're living in the three-dimensional realm doesn't mean that other beings, the beings that created this world, are coming from the same framework, right? Just because you can experience time doesn't mean that God has time. So that's why we keep saying that our spiritual self is 
in higher dimensions where space-time does not really exist. And that's why we have this uh, physical um, experience because we can track certain things to a certain point and time, right? Location and a, a time. Now, that means that because the God frequency, so our astro body, um, is coming from an infinite space-time, means that everything that has ever existed and will ever exist exists simultaneously. So all the information is available right now. Therefore, God is everything. Because God is coming from a higher realm, a higher framework, or let's just say a different framework. Does not really necessarily mean that it's higher. All right? So there's definitely a God because something or somebody needs to create that. But just forget that there, has to, there is no um, order. Like first that was created, then that was created. It may be applic applicable to this realm, but not to God, if that makes sense. That's my uh, understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Let me hear it. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. Like kind of how you say there's different... Um... Laws are expressed differently in different realms. You know what I'm saying? In the same, I mean, think about you can do things on land that you can't do in the water. Like those are like, that's a real world that's example true. of how there's different laws in different areas. So when we think about mental, spiritual, physical, etheric, astral, like all these different realms, even though there's, there's still universal laws, the way they express themselves within, within those realms are much different. Um, yeah. So when we're dealing with like the 3d, are the physical realm, we're more so in the space-time continuum, and we think of things in a linear sense. <clears throat> yeah, we think of true. things as there was a beginning and there was an end, whereas when we see, when you, leave, when you get out of the uh, three to that type of realm, you see more, you, more, there's more so like a cyclical nature where there really was no beginning <clears throat> and there's <clears throat> no end. And that's very difficult at first to wrap your mind around because it's like, how, how, how could something never have a beginning? How could something never have an end? when you just have to kind of get to that point that like no mind point of like the isness of it, you know what I mean? So when we talk about not necessarily God as in the, cause when we think about God in the human form, that means there was a human birth and there was a human death. But when mm. you think about, when you think about God as the primordial essence energy, well, what was the, where was the creation of energy? Where was the, mm. where's the end of energy? There is no creation or the end of energy. So, it's the concepts that we put on the infinite energy that kind of disrupt how we think about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, um, that's why they say omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. That means everywhere at every time, uh, the most powerful, nothing, nothing can exist outside of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so where did you come from? There's nowhere outside of it to come from. Like it, it, it is it, you know what I'm saying? And that's, it sounds very vague and very weird at first, but you have to realize that, a lot of these concepts and questions and things, you can only point to them with the language that we use. You can't, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? If I point to the moon, yeah. it's, not my, it's not my finger. Like, it's the moon I'm trying to tell you, but I can't present it to you, but I can point to it. So the language only points you in a direction, and you have to cross that bridge through, like, the actual personal connection and experiences that you have through, like, you know... Um, the knowledge you obtain, the meditations, the breath work, you know, all this, the psychedelic experiences, that's where you really experience it for what it is versus in my left brain mind, my analytical, logical mind, I want you to write down in a couple sentences what God is. And that's not, you never, it's never going to work. Like, it's just not how it works. It's never going to work like that True. because True. you're using a closed concept to explain everything. 
So yeah. the moment the moment you conceptualize any one thing, it's no longer what it is because it's now it's been put in a box. That's why they say reality escapes all concept. So the yeah. concept of God isn't God itself in the same way that if you were dying of thirst and I yelled water to you, you're still going to die unless I actually give you the experience of water itself. So mm. you can't you can't eat the menu. Reality escapes our concept. God is to be experienced, not necessarily understood through linear language. Fully agree. Fully agree. That actually, that actually is something that I've experienced because like, or anybody experienced who's been on a trip on mushrooms, who's been on DMT, ayahuasca, whatever, you're having this, you're having these blissful sensations. You're going through this very, very, if you put it in, in, in physical words, weird uh, uh, experience but you really have no words to describe what just happened it just feels mm -hmm. a certain way but you cannot express it that's how I feel about the experience that I had right mm -hmm. I know what I saw I know what I felt but there's literally no word which would pay respect to the experience that I had so it's difficult to explain and that, it's not that I'm not literate or something it's just there's no word mm -hmm. for it absolutely by the way, you look like, um, uh, have you seen one of Dr. Buttar's videos? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like that you're in this uh, office or something because it always <laughs> has like one spotlight, this big <laughs> wall or whatever. <laughs> Shout out to Buttar. Yeah, real MVP. All right, so we have one more question. Um, <clears throat> going back to that health space back again. And that's um, herbs or natural remedies for infertility. And I know that you have a history, like not you, but your wife has a history of infertility. And we can speak about female infertility and then about male infertility and what can help. Yeah. All right. You want to kick it off? Yeah. yeah. Um, realize that sexual, that your sexual health and your sexual vitality and your sexual function is a direct and it's probably the most direct representation of your overall health. Mm. Um, of course there's outliers, of course. I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's very unhealthy people in this, like there's always outliers, but in general, your sexual health, since it is the manifestation of creation and procreation and things like that is very connected to your health. So that's why you see in a country where, heart disease is the number one killer. You also have Viagra selling billions of pills a year. That's because there's a direct correlation between mm -hmm. them. Um, so, so with that being said, it's always, as we say all the time, it's the foundational health first. It's not targeting a specific, uh, you know, fertility uh, promoting herb while still continuing the lifestyle, which created the infertility in the first place. So that's like yes, trying sir. to, um, that's like trying to put burn ointment on your hand while it's still in the fire. Like you have to remove it from the fire or there's no, there's <laughs> nothing you could ever do. Like the first step is always to polarize the lifestyle that created mm -hmm. the infertility to begin with. So with that being said, and that's just, you know, it's the, uh, it's the breathing, it's the meditation, it's the sunshine, it's the nature, it's the grounding, it's the sweating, it's the movement, it's the whole plant-based foods, it's the regular detox and fasting. It's all those, like that's the foundation. When we say the foundation, that's what we're always talking about. Uh, but then once you get into that, you know, you would, on the male side, um, I mean, one of the best ways is if you look into like a Montachia and like the, um, the, the semen retention and uh, semen cultivation, like that's one of the best ways to boost male um, fertility just because 
we have to realize that the male that the male and female sexual energies yeah that book exactly have been literally like in war since this modern society you know what i'm saying like fertility rates are dropping the semen quality and semen um vitality are dropping the number of number of sperm themselves are dropping like all of these things are dropping just based on the lifestyles we live on the health Mm. side as well as just the um just the imbalance we have with like casual sex and like porn and things like that you know what i mean so just cultivating that is one of the best ways to boost male as well as you know getting your health together uh balancing your hormones things like that you know you have your you like your your embrae your um your whole adaptogen family um, you know, some of your ginsengs, things like that. So a lot of these yang uh, type herbs that really help kind of get the fire going within the male. On the female side, you're really looking at a lot of the, um, well, one, you really want to have the alkalizing diet because a acidic diet really conglomerates the uterus itself. And that's why you get a lot of um, uh, fibroids. That's how you get a lot of endometriosis, things like that. There's mm. just not enough flow and cooling and liquidity within the uterus. And that's obviously what is, is based on the flow of uh, liquids and things within the liquids, you know, the egg and the sperm being able to go back and forth. Um, Cause that's what my wife, she was diagnosed with endometriosis for like 10 years, uh, ended up going on an extended water fast, changing the diet up, got into the herbs. And that's what kind of unglued the uterine from the uterus, the uterus from the uterine wall and allowed the flow of life to go through. Um, mm. But then, you know, some of your uterine um, strengtheners and uh, balancers like a red clover, um, red raspberry leaf, um, a lot of your iron-rich herbs in general, sarsaparilla, um, you know, those, those are just some. You know, you have your wild yams, you have ginger, different things like that. These are all great, but it all comes down to foundation, and then you come in on the back end, and then you, then you support with the supplementation and the herbs and things like that. I have nothing to add except that the foundation is key, right? Um, especially um, what you said in a, in a side sentence um, was that meditation, right? Focus on your root chakra because that is where your sexual energy is coming from. And just look at a tree. Like a tree is just as strong as their roots. And in particular in this field of spirituality and health journey, wherever everybody tries to focus on the higher chakras or activate your third eye, activate your crown chakra, whatever. But the root work is just equally as important, right? And having a balanced, I'm not saying overactive or underactive, but balanced root chakra is extremely, extremely important. So you get, you activate your entire being, right? And that's when, if you combine it with semen retention as a man, uh, so proper, uh, proper sex, you unlock your fullest potential and you go on in this spiritual journey with yeah with proper fertility and with activated with an activated soul let's say it like that was that a male or a female asking yeah um i don't really know it's t cook it's a man it's a man oh, okay okay right. then yeah montag t would be a good one i was gonna say if it was a female um Queen of Fools, Sacred Woman. It's probably one of sure. the best, like, womb healing books that I've seen. Oh, wait. Let me show you the Queen of Fools book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check out, like, if you're a woman and you're about womb health, number one, Queen of Fools, great source. Um, then I would check out, do you know, do you know melons? Mm-mm. Um, 
She is from Sierra Leone, grew up in Germany. Um, wait, like she's one of the best women to hit up when it comes to womb health. She has a, she has a company called Secret Sources, but she lays down the foundational work and particularly in the spiritual realm, like meditations and stuff. She recently published mm -hmm. a Venus, uh, Venus meditation or something that was really, really powerful for many women. That's what I read in the comments. And um, yeah, that's definitely an account that I would check out if you're a female. Nice. All right. So guys, we ran out of questions. That never happened before. Oh, I had a, uh, you brought up Venus. I had something that I wanted to bring up um, related to the importance of understanding the celestial bodies and how important um, wait, wait, astrology is. Wait, wait, say that again. You just, you just got stuck. I did not hear anything. Oh, tr like when it comes to like, when, when you feel chaotic in this life, like when we're talking about like the external society and everything that's going yeah. on, always look if you're into it or not, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not, because that's what's being followed. Always look to these celestial bodies. I'm telling you, that is going to that is going to give you so many answers as to what's going on in in society and why is it going on in the way it uh, has. Case in point, Saturn, which is you know the essentially within this society, is the ruling planet of. Um, a lot of like the deep state, what we talk about, uh, the, the manipulators, you know, the so-called elites, you know, they're very, they have a very mm. strong allegiance to Saturn. And when Saturn moves and goes through different stages, we see that blowback in society. So Saturn just uh, moved into Aquarius. The last time Saturn was in Aquarius was the Rodney King LA riots uh, time. The time before that, Saturn was in Aquarius was um, the civil rights era. The time before that was right around like um, within the Great Depression era. So we see that when the, the, there's a correspondence as they talk about, you know, in like Hermetic astrology, that's what it, it's all based on the principle of correspondence as above, so below. So we see that when Saturn especially is going through different retrogrades and moving into different houses and things like that, such as Aquarius, that's when you always see the restructuring of society. That's mm -hmm. when you see different um, social economic uh, infrastructures being pressured and shifted and things like that. Um, so yeah, just always, it's, it, I saw that uh, the other day and it was super fascinating to see how like in every cycle of those 30 years, there's been some major like societal uprising type energy would be, you know, organic or inorganic. They still have to um, acknowledge that energy and play it out. Um, so, like, the last four uh, cycles of 30 years have really been, like, big shifts. You know, there's been people out on the streets. There's been insurgencies between the powers that mm -hmm. be and the people and things like that. And we actually just moved into that energy now and look around. It's just it's crazy because I've been seeing some memes and they'll be, like, you know, 100 years ago or 99 years ago. You know, what I mean? even when you look at the Tulsa, you know what I mean? That, yeah, was, still on that, that was still on that 30-year cycle. It was just three of them mm -hmm. ago. So, I mean, and so it's get hip to your stars in the celestial bodies. I'm telling you, it'll make, it'll make things make so much sense and bring them into light about what's going on. True. 100%. Now, that's definitely an area where I need to work on because I just know the basics. But if you know the stars, you know life. That's fact. All right. Um, so our guy, Ben, 
Houston, 444, shout out to you. Um, do you guys hear about the lunar eclipse coming on June 5th? Mm-hmm. Now, what does that yeah. mean? I just know that June 5th is very close to my full moon. Uh, mm-hmm. Full moon uh, ritual and fast. That's why I do every full moon, right? I fast on, on full moon. I thought the 5th is the full moon. Is the 5th the full moon or the 6th? I thought it was the 5th. Because I was getting ready to get my uh, my little moon fast set up as well. Yeah, mm, yeah, it is. Yeah, I just I looked it up this morning. I think it is the fifth, fifth. as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. All right. Anyway, um, but I don't know. I didn't know that it was an eclipse. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, as a, mm-hmm. as a cancer, as a cancerian, an eclipse of the moon is not nice. <laughs> brings out different but i like isn't, isn't it a rose moon or something uh i'm not sure what this moon is i know the last one was flower and that was the last super moon interesting i don't know what this one is but yeah you know, I mean, even even that's gonna have a strong correspondence about what's going on like i would guarantee like if i was a betting man it was probably gonna be some some strange things happening around the fifth mm. you know what i'm saying just with that energy when you think about, uh, I mean, just the lunar energy, like that's why they call them a lunatic. You know what I mean? It was people who are very, uh, you know, magnetically pulled to like the, the moon and its cycles and things like that. Yeah. Interesting. So everybody, what's your sun sign? Just let us know. Uh, I already see we have Cancerians in here. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> That's my counterpart. True, true. You're Taurus. No, huh? you're Virgo. You're Virgo. Yeah, I'm Virgo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're Virgo. Yeah. All right. Yo, we, we don't have any questions. What you got? That's interesting. But, but we have two minutes left. So that's actually great because that's probably the first time in weeks that we finish all questions. <laughs> people oh, are <wait>. just <laughs> so wait let me get this we got leos we got leos we got scorpios yo so many scorpios pisces aquarius virgo scorpio gemini huh. all right let's let's answer this question real quick before we end uh, do you guys have any experience cultivating <clears throat> the male sexual energy Kegel exercise, semen retention? Oh, oh, to cultivate it? Yeah, that yeah, book. Yeah, to cultivate. I mean, that that book, um, the multi, he has another book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man. That's another gym. But yeah, I mean, start off with that book and it's going to break down literally everything you need to know to get started. Exercises, how-tos, don't do, it's going to have all that in there for you. Yo, let we have 50 seconds left i'm going to give you how detailed that is where that's not what i meant <laughs> but <laughs> wait where is it like no right the one time that i want to show something i can't find <laughs> look oh there you go look at the detail yeah, but there it, also, it, it gives not, you the it's anatomy. Porn. It's not it's not a soft porn, but it's like more of it. <laughs> you see that how the energy flows, right? Um, then how you can breathe properly, how it works. So that's a 
as you saw, it's a very detailed book, so it explains everything about your sexuality. All right, Taylor, I'll see you next time, yeah? We have five seconds peace. left. Peace, peace.